Yo, yo, we are live. Episode 7, August 23rd, Monday. What's good, Jams? How you doing? Man, I'm living the dream. It's Monday, start of a new work week. Time to get to the money. Time to talk some crypto and just check in with our family, man. Shout out to all the crypto rascals out there that has been rocking. Shout out to the rascals. Episode 1 through 6, man. We're back on YouTube tonight, so shout out to Google. Hopefully, you know, we can abide by the terms and conditions and y'all will allow us to do our thing. Shout out to our people on Facebook Live, uh, D Live, Twitch. Uh, we are out there, Ray. Happy to be a part of uh, the streaming community. Yes, yes, yes. Check us out on Twitter, y'all, at Crypto and Down. Trying to post a lot more, so give us a follow. If y'all have Twitter, check us out, Crypto and Down. Absolutely. Oh, before we forget and move on, um, I think we want to give a special shout out, a special happy birthday. Um, sad, but in remembrance of the great, the Black Mamba. Shout out to the 2-4, shout out to the 8, shout out to the Kobe with the fro, shout out to Kobe uh, with the ball head. Mamba is a legend and much respect to Kobe. Um, and to his family on his birthday. Um, he's not here, but all the basketball and sports fans, I will always remember the legacy of the great Kobe Bryant. Yes, gotta remember Kobe. Um, he was one of the greatest, you know, sometimes I hated him, sometimes I loved him as being a Spurs fan, but gone too soon, you know, taken out by the redacted. But Kobe, you're a legend and you will live in infamy along with Gianna. Shout out to y'all. And not forgetting the other people who died along with them. Um, so. Absolutely. Well, on that note, uh, let's move into some happy topics like prices. Are prices going up today or are prices going down today? Uh, what's the market been looking like to you? Well, Ray, I would have to say it's been a happy day on the market. Thank you for pulling up Nomics for me and looking at the overall global market cap. Uh, cryptocurrencies are coming in at two point two nine trillion dollars, a slight tick up a quarter of a percent. But I do want to bring this number into perspective for our audience. If you combine the New York Stock Exchange as well as the Nasdaq, uh, their market caps you have right at about 45 trillion to 50 trillion dollars okay. in those stocks cumulatively. So that's right at about a 25x for cryptocurrencies to catch up to stocks in the traditional market. Now that does not include your bond market, which is also several trillion dollars as well. Um, but the room for opportunity um, in cryptocurrency could potentially be a 25x if cryptos were to ever catch up to the traditional stock exchanges in the United States, that being the New York Stock Exchange, NYSE, and the NASDAQ. So let's take a look at some of those prices. Uh, Bitcoin coming in at $49,125. Um, if you tuned in last night, we did mention the huge psychological barrier of 50,000. Bitcoin did 
blast through the 50,000 level. However, it did pull back. As I mentioned yesterday, um, there would be sellers at that 50,000 mark who would shave some profits after the quick run up from $29,000, Um, So with those profit takers, Bitcoin has pulled back 1.39% and is sitting at a market cap holistically of $924 billion um, with $44 billion in volume traded just today. So looking at the number, uh, yeah, uh, looking at the number two coin, Ethereum um, is coming in at $3,307.94, but is up 1.42%. Uh, One thing I would mention on Ethereum with NFTs booming and making so much news, a lot of uh, that activity is taking place on the Ethereum blockchain. So seeing them have success at this during this time um, should not be foreign to our audience. Um, Looking at the number three coin hex, my favorite coin, uh, we are down one point three seven percent. However, Um, Sitting just under 18 cents is not a bad place at all. Uh, Many of the hex analysts are calling for 25 cents relatively quickly. Um, And as we know, that would be a sizable uh, jump on the hex price. Um, And my bags may be a little bit happier. (laughs) Pump those bags. Yeah, got to pump our bags. Um, I am a self-interested investor. Um, however, anything we say here is not financial advice. Um, we are just sharing uh, what we talk about privately, publicly. So looking at the number four coin, Cardano um, ADA, it is doing well still, hanging around the all-time high at $2.87. I believe it was $2.77 last night. So a 3% gain uh, on the day. BMB up 10% on the day. Uh, despite all of the regulatory foot from all the different uh, jurisdictions across the world, uh, Binance Coin seems to be hanging strong. Um, the exchange business is a good business uh, to be in, Ray. Um, if you want to do some leverage trading or some margin trading and get in on derivatives, uh, we'll touch on some of those a bit later. Um, looking down the chart, I know we often touch on the top 10 coins, uh, but we do want to mention Luna. Uh, Luna is up 20% on the day at $32.85. Luna is um, a deflationary coin, and it is actually um, the tokenomics of the coin is intertwined with Terra, and Terra being the stable coin. Um, So for every Terra stablecoin is produced. They do have to burn Luna. Therefore, basic supply and demand with Luna being burnt, um, that means supply is decreasing. And with demand increasing because of those tokenomics, the price has certainly reacted up 20% on the day. Uh, One of the older coins um, that has fallen well, that has fallen out of the type 10 um, that some may be familiar with is Litecoin. Um, It is not something I'm particularly interested in, uh, a coin created by founder Charlie Lee, um, as I don't feel there's much innovation happening um, on the Litecoin node. And uh, looking a bit further down, uh, a coin that many of you may be familiar with is Stellar. 
Uh, Stellar Lumens is one of the oldest uh, blockchains out there, Stellar being um, integrated internationally. Uh, they aren't uh, the big newsmaker. However, they are a stable long-term uh, coin, and you'll never really see them fall out of the top 25. So that's another project that you should be aware of. But looking at 23, uh, VeChain is one of my favorite coins. Um, it is a supply chain use case coin. Um, and VeChain at 12 cents uh, down 1% may be something that you could consider uh, dollar cost averaging in. And, when you, and you may ask, what is dollar cost averaging? That is where you allocate a certain dollar amount on a specific uh, dedicated time period. So let's say you spend $500 on crypto once a month, no matter what the price is on that particular project. Therefore, if there's a dip on that particular buying day, you're able to capture um, those percentages. If there's a if you're actually buying a top um, on the following two weeks, ultimately, those buy highs or buy lows average out um, and you do continue to accumulate more of that particular coin while um, averaging out your cost basis or the price at which you gain of that asset. Um, really just looking at 24 and 25 FTX, um, just shy of $50. That's a coin we've talked a lot about, Ray. Um, Sam Bankman Freed, um, they've done a great job working with U.S. regulators, something other projects and products have not done as well. Um, I think they're positioned well with their most recent uh, capital series funding round. Um, and then, of course, number 25, Theta. I think our favorite blockchain streaming coin. Um, really, if you look at 23, 24, and, five, and 25, three, four years from now, if you saw them sitting at, let's say, three, four, and five versus 23, 24, and 25, would you be surprised? No, not at all. Those are those are some I think that actually have use cases or physical actual like real world use cases, I think. So they may be down in the twenties right now, but I think those are some of the projects we might see win out in the end. Um, especially with how turbulent this market is and projects projects are coming and going all the time for sure. Absolutely. And with there being thousands of cryptocurrencies out there, um, I would consider VeChain FTX theta. Um, some of those blue chip altcoins that you could expect to be around um, after the market has its usual 85% correction. And those who aren't as interested in cryptocurrency um, do leave the market during the bear cycle. Um, Avalanche is another coin that you may want to have on your radar um, as, as well as Filecoin. Um, but do want to look at the, the top gainers of the day. Uh, the the top gainers of the day um, is a particular metric that I think everyone um, should always be aware of, as sometimes um, you may not know all of the particular coins um, and you can find gems. And what and if you look there, what is our number one market gainer on the day? Voyager token. Uh, we mentioned Voyager token in earlier episodes. Uh, Voyager is up 35% and Voyager is also publicly traded. So not only um, 
are you able to have exposure to cryptocurrency by owning uh, the Voyager token, which is also an exchange uh, directly as a crypto? You can also invest in Voyager through the traditional stock uh, stock market. So uh, those who have bought Coinbase shares um, on their Robinhood or Fidelity or Charles Schwab, E-Trade, Ameritrade, whichever uh, trading platform you utilize, uh, then that is another um, option uh, for you to uh, gain exposure. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yo, we've been definitely talking about a lot of these different price movers and these different coins. So like, for example, you know, I'm sitting there watching the market <laughs> and watching these coins go up and down. Uh, how actually can I get a hold of some of these things and actually hang on to them or just throw some money? And you talked about dollar cost averaging. So what are some of the best, do you think, as far as something you use? And then just general consensus in the crypto industry, what are some of the top ways or not top ways? Cause I wouldn't say there's top in anything. What are some of the different ways um, you would say people can get access to some of these different coins? Absolutely. As the prophet Meek Mill himself says, there's levels to this. And I think we should incrementally uh, break it down. So for level one, uh, beginner entry level into crypto, uh, something that most people have access to um, day to day on their smartphone um, is Cash App or PayPal or even Venmo. Uh, these financial tech uh, service companies have now given the everyday um, holder access to cryptocurrency. Okay. So if you have a Cash App, um, you can buy as little as $5 in Bitcoin, um, and then you can actually transfer that Bitcoin out of Cash App um, to any wallet that you would like to utilize. So the level one beginner entry level easiest way to access and purchase cryptocurrency has to be Cash App, Venmo or PayPal. Now, for someone more sophisticated in the market um, and someone who is ready to get their feet just a bit more wet um, in the space, you may want to try something such as Coinbase or Robinhood. And although um, here at Crypto and Down, we don't um, promote one platform over another, um, it is always do your own due diligence. Uh, we present you the platform for you to research and understand what is best for you, um, considering your own situation. However, Coinbase um, is relatively user friendly with a um, wide suite of options of cryptocurrencies that gives you exposure and the ability to create a diverse portfolio. Um, so if you have not um, downloaded Coinbase, um, this may be something for you to research and find out about. And similarly to Robinhood, um, Robinhood does actually sell what we call paper uh, crypto. So you don't actually own those coins. They hold them for you um, and you uh, receive a derivative of those coins. Um, but a lot of people started Robinhood trading traditional stocks such as Apple, um, even um, American Airlines and things such as that. 
However, Robinhood has pivot, pivoted over into crypto. And as some of um, our audience may remember from earlier this spring uh, with the uh, meme stock and Reddit uh, fiasco with Robinhood, that may be something of note of caution um, when considering to utilize Robinhood uh, versus Coinbase, with that being kind of a level two. Now that you've graduated from level two and you're ready for level three, uh, that's where you move into the Voyagers, the Geminis, the Binances, the Krakens. And I'm naming all of these names out relatively quickly uh, because you will need to go research them and understand um, what are these more sophisticated ways that I can acquire cryptocurrency um, from a exchange. Um, Voyager also being a sleek uh, user interface similar to Coinbase um, does give you the ability to earn uh, interest on the cryptocurrency that you hold in the wallet. Um, and I do see them being around long term. Uh, Gemini being the project of the famed uh, Harvard twins, the Vink uh, Winklevoss twins, um, some of the most uh popular or famous uh, faces in the crypto space. So they're likely to be around for a long time. Binance, we've talked a lot about and Kraken being kind of the number three uh, exchange in the space. We won't get into MetaMask and Uniswap and Binance Smart Chain and PancakeSwap, which are decentralized ways of acquiring cryptocurrency tonight. Uh, but we did want to start talking about how to actually get cryptocurrencies uh, to our users. And as we start moving up our levels, um, we will talk about decentralized um, exchanges as well. Yeah, those those are a lot of different ways to get get cryptocurrency. So like you said, everyone just do your do your due diligence, do your research. Um, and know the difference between some of them. Some of these, like Hash App, you can actually take off your Bitcoin and put it to another wallet. Um, you can get into that later. Things like PayPal and even things like, um, I'm not sure about Gemini. Some of these things like PayPal and Venmo and Robinhood will have the functionality where you can take the crypto off of their app. So that's more getting, you're getting exposure without actually owning the asset, which could be no, depending on your risk and what you want, uh, could be good for you. Uh, I want to say shout out to Sunflower and ATX. We see you. Oh, okay. You're very new to crypto. Shout out to Sunflower and ATX um, buying on the Cash App at the moment. A great for you. That is a great first step into uh, the crypto space. And honestly, I feel it's the easiest way. Uh, one way that I do it is if I have a few extra dollars on my cash app after I've done um, some kind of transaction, I do go ahead and invest that money into crypto. It's a random way of dollar cost averaging, but it but it is a way of uh, ensuring that I am participating in the space frequently and often. Okay, nice. It looks like we got another chat out there. Hello, uh, La Dika Beast Stats. Shout out to you. Thanks for watching. Shout out to our uh, newest crypto rascal out there, 
Ladika B Stats. Appreciate you tuning in, locking in uh, with us here tonight. We did walk through the market um, as a whole, and then we talked about um, how you can uh, begin to acquire some of these cryptocurrencies um, that we have been featuring on our latest episodes. Yeah. So we'll definitely be touching on a lot of these different platforms and going going into greater detail, the ins and outs, um, the advantages of some of them. But I mean, for the moment, let's move on to some stories. What's been happening in the crypto sphere as far as news? What have you seen that's uh, caught your eye? Well, recently, I feel um, that many of us have applauded the El Salvadorian president uh, for legalizing Bitcoin as uh, a currency and legal tender in mm -hmm. his country. Um, I know I began researching beach houses in El Salvador. And, uh, and although there may be concerns of safety, um, we do applaud uh, President uh, Bukele on um, implementing a policy in which he hopes will better the future of his citizens, breaking away from the traditional uh, loan sharks, those being the IMF um, and the World Bank. Uh, when you have the IMF saying, sir, what you've done is a really bad idea, you're probably on to something. And so we applaud him um, and his efforts. And he's also ensuring that those who are presenting FUD Fear, uncertainty, and doubt saying that Bitcoin will be mandatory and that their uh, local currency will be useless are only um, spreading lies. Um, I also read that they will be adding over 200 uh, Bitcoin ATMs for the population to easily um, move in and out of the currency into Bitcoin. So much respect uh, to the El Salvadorians and President Bukele as we do um, here at Crypto and Down feel that all countries should be um, allowing their citizens to operate in cryptocurrencies freely and independently uh, without excessive regulation. So much love to the El Salvadorians. I might be getting me a beach, a beach house in El Salvador. The, requi the required investment is three Bitcoin. Um, if you do invest three Bitcoin into um, El Salvador or uh, the country itself, um, you are granted um, a residential status um, on a path to potential uh, citizenship. So you may have to call me uh, Jamal from now on if you see me down in El Salvador, man. <laughs> hey, I think it's going to be interesting as countries start doing this, whether or not like he was saying, you're going to force people to accept crypto because I think that at the end of the day, you don't want to force people to do anything. The whole goal is for people to settle payments in a peer-to-peer -peer way and whatever, by ever what, you know, by ever any means they see necessary between those two parties. So I think it will be interesting with this new technology. Countries that are the first to adopt it, with the old older crowd or people who just don't want to use it, don't trust it. Um, that friction between getting people to use it and not forcing them or, you know, strongly encouraging them to, I guess there's a line and there is a line there. And you, you don't want, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You don't want to force someone to do something, but if it is legal, technically they do have to accept it. Um, and mm, it's how do you uh, create the infrastructure regulation? Because, 
what what are you going to do? Call the police and say they won't take my Bitcoin. <laughs> so what does enforcement look like of um, that law itself? Um, but I thought that was mm-hmm. an interesting story, especially with over 200 um, ATMs being put up around the country uh, yes. by the government themselves. Great move. And let's contrast that to um, our next story. Um, here in the U.S., the CFTC commissioner has come out and stated that the agency has broad enforcement authority on crypto derivatives. So, um, in other words, uh, this, the CFTC uh, commissioner, I believe there are four of them, um, whom we did not, as the people elect, has said, we are your daddy and there is nothing you can do about it, whether you kick, cry, scream, moan. We are your daddy. <laughs> oh, isn't it amazing? Just nowadays, someone's in a government job and they can tell anyone or anybody what to do just because. Just because. And their authority is not granted by the people. Um, these are placed um, positions. And honestly, it does not fall in regulatory um, jurisdiction of the CFTC, nor does it fall in FinCEN, nor does it fall in SEC. Um, However, when you aren't able uh, to actually define something, you have to reel it in. Um, And I scrolled to the bottom of this article as I often do, and what did I find out? The last time the CFTC uh, went after a project, it was BitMEX. And what did they ask BitMEX ultimately for? A hundred million dollars. So anytime you hear that regulation needs to be done, you can basically uh, call that a shakedown. Um, Thank you for that, Asherel. In the case of BitMEX, the crypto derivatives exchange agreed to pay one hundred million dollars as part of the settlement with both the both the CFTC and FinCEN. So if you want to play the game, you got to pay the man in Washington. It's a pay to play kind of sport. And they said, we are your daddy. If you don't pay us, you can't play the game. And unfortunately, when you contrast that to what's happening in El Salvador and the president legalizing Bitcoin as tender, we really are living in two separate worlds on the same, in the same hemisphere. Bro, that's like uh, you're playing pickup, pickup basketball, and then the NBA comes in, and they send the refs over and are like, "We own this court, this public court. We own this court." Absolutely, you got you got to play by our rules. <laughs> We're like, wait, what? But we're playing our game. That is the best analogy I've heard. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Precisely. Uh, we're, we're, we're in my backyard playing pickup, and Adam Selver sends his ref in and starts calling fouls and says, hey, you tra- you travel. It's like, wait, what? How, how how can you tell me I'm traveling in my backyard? Ain't no fouls on my court. No. But, these, but these are the National Basketball Association's rules. Well, the National Basketball Association does not have jurisdiction in my backyard. But this right, that's for damn sure. This is the world we now live in, Ray. So I, I, I think it's important that we do draw those analogies uh, for our audience. But our audience may ask, 
I don't want to uh, fear or I don't want to have the regulators coming knock down my door. You know, I don't want to actually be um, as radical um, as some of the other cryptocurrency enthusiasts. How can I have exposure to cryptocurrency, but also be safe? One option is Grayscale. Uh, Grayscale is a publicly uh, traded company. Um, they offer many different trusts uh, to everyday retail investors. Um, for disclosure, I do personally uh, own some Grayscale products. And uh, these products actually allow you to put them in a traditional um, IRA or investment uh, brokerage account versus a cryptocurrency wallet. So they, Grayscale, custody those coins um, in a trust. Um, let's take, for example, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, uh, incepted in September of 2013. Um, over the last month, this trust has returned 53%. Over the last three months, it's returned 27%. And over the last trailing year, 300%. So people say, I don't want to buy on uh, PayPal. I don't want to buy on Cash App because I have to hold my coins. Well, you could open, for instance, a Ameritrade or E-Trade account and then buy the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust uh, share and have exposure indirectly to Bitcoin. And they actually go through the trouble of holding your coins for you. Um, so Grayscale is a way uh, for you to gain exposure to cryptocurrency indirectly through a traditional um, brokerage account. Um, and Ray, if you'll uh, scroll down just a little bit, uh, there are some additional uh, funds that we do want to mention, like the Ethereum Trust, the Decentraland Trust, which I think is awesome that they give you mm -hmm. exposure to NFTs um, and the metaverse. Uh, of and this is new as you can see the inception date is just february of 2021 um and then filecoin which has recently had a bit of a run um up 72 percent in the last month um so as you can see um having a few of these grayscale trust um shares in a fund could be relatively profitable uh, for you over the long term without having to have the trouble of hiring a financial advisor or um, doing some of the uh, more riskier things such as holding your own keys and assets. Okay. Yo, that's nice. That's a good way. Yeah, like you said, there's so many ways to get into, get access, get exposure. Get your hands on the on the real deals, so you know definitely can work your way up in steps if you're more comfortable with the traditional market. I'm gonna have to check this out because I haven't I haven't bought anything for Grayscale, but I think this is something worth looking into. Absolutely, um, and I think it's perfect for those um, investors who have children and they want to actually give their children exposure um, to cryptocurrency. Um, they may have a Roth. IRA account for a minor and that minor may only be, you know, five, 10 years old, but they want to actually buy Bitcoin for them for their future. 
Well, they can, indir they can indirectly give their children exposure to Bitcoin by buying a grayscale Bitcoin trust share and then placing that share inside a traditional brokerage account. And then when that minor becomes an adult um, and gain access to that account, they will have reaped the rewards of the price appreciation of Bitcoin due to the decision of the investor um, to place that inside a uh, tax protected account. Mm -hmm. um, so something to definitely think about. But another way for our audience um, to gain exposure, we know we have uh, writers, um, content providers um, in our audience. And Substack has recently announced uh, that they are going to be accepting Bitcoin um, as a payment. Uh, and therefore, uh, the creators um, will now um, be able to receive a form, a portion of their payments in Bitcoin. So Substack, um, if you're not uh, familiar, has more than 500,000 uh, paid subscribers. But Bitcoin payments will be first available to a select group of crypto focused publications. So if you are a content provider who does create crypto uh, publications on the Substack uh, platform, you will be able to begin to receive Bitcoin payments uh, with use of the Lightning Network. And you may ask and say, I've never heard of Substack. Um, I will be honest, I hadn't really heard of it before this story either. Uh, but reportedly, there are writers on there earning more than six figures annually. Um, so maybe some of the girls who were previously on OnlyFans can, tra can transition over to Substack and keep their revenues going as we want no woman left behind here on Crypto and Down. Mm, nice. So it looks like founded in 27, uh, 2017, Substack is backed by venture capitalist firm Andreessen Horowitz, um, E. Combinator, 50 years and uh, 50 years and others. Okay. I feel like Andreessen Horowitz, uh, world famous uh, venture capitalist, private equity investor. Basically, if you see his name attached to any article as a seed investor, follow his money because he does not lose. Um, and oftentimes, many of the savvy uh, retail investors do like I do. My ears go up when we see Andreessen Horowitz um, with a platform valued at roughly $650 million. Even if I wasn't aware, now I am aware. And Ray, crazy yesterday, we were bagging on Visa, saying how they're not <laughs> as cool as MasterCard. MasterCard's blowing them out of the water. And what do they do? Visa buys CryptoPunk NFT for $165,000 in Ethereum. Um, we have been preaching how Ethereum um, and NFTs are booming at the moment. We were stressing Axie Infinity um, and Love Potion and what's happening in the Philippines. But now you have Visa Powerhouse um, stepping in to purchase a CryptoPunk NFT for just under 50 ETH which is $165,000. Crazy. <laughs> and, you know, that price is probably only going to go up from here. So CryptoPunks, 
uh, not that I've heard of it. I've heard people talking about CryptoPunks. Are you familiar with that? Um, I am. NFT? So CryptoPunks is one of the uh, most popular NFTs out there. Um, if you scroll down just a bit, you will see the actual uh, CryptoPunk that they purchased. And people may say, wow, who would spend $165,000 on a uh, green eyed short haircut um, but obviously visa understands that nfts and nft commerce is booming and this story um, has been like just over two, 26 000 times um, so if you want to switch the narrative in the crypto space and do something cool purchase a crypto punk and tell the world um, but now I wish they'll give us their wallet address um, so that we can see what else uh, Visa holds in what their else, wallet. Yeah, what's, what else is in there? So um, I think I, may, maybe Visa is smart enough to know that uh, the crypto nerds would definitely go looking after that point and use a specific wallet just for this instance. But a cool story indeed, um, seeing a company such as Visa legitimize um, NFTs and the Ethereum blockchain. Um, yeah, money. money's flowing. Money is uh, flowing to these companies and the people. So, Absolutely. Granted, uh, the NFT space is here to stay. Uh, and these companies, they got that extra cash to throw at it. So why not? Absolutely. And to, to stick with our stories on NFTs, um, how about how would you like taking $1,400 and turning it into $3.3 million? Let me say that again. $1,400. I think we, we, the American citizens, received a stimulus payment for $1,400. So if you had taken that stimulus payment of $1,400 and purchased this particular NFT, um, this floating uh, color, uh, you would have been able to sell it for $3.3 in Ethereum. Um I think this is incredibly bullish. Um, those who are on the counter say uh, this is a sign of the top, uh, that there is so much uh, frenzy and hype in the market that things ultimately do have to correct and come back down. Um, but nevertheless, I think if someone's willing to pay $3.3 million for um, a non-physical digital asset, um, that only shows how much more room uh, for growth we have to go. Because when you have an entire museum full of assets, how much will that actually be worth? Yeah. Man, it is It is interesting. It, what a crazy time to be alive if you think about the amount of gains and losses we can take in this space. Oh yeah. Turning 1,400, 1,000, um, 10Xing that, 20Xing that. Like, I to me, it just seems like the beginning. I think that's what's so exciting about this the the space and what's going on. It definitely comes in cycles every few years. You know, there's there are bear markets. We're definitely in a bull market. It seems like, but uh, with the financial system, the amount of money that's being printed, I do think uh, this is only going to accelerate and draw more people to the space to come up with new ingenuitive ideas to definitely make it. So it's, you know, you might th you 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 get better art. So I think the returns for people are just going to be 
continue to be astronomical. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And um, as we start to pivot into uh, some of our down, um, looking into our uh, sports stories for the day, um, the Dallas Cowboys do go virtual as uh, the COVID-19 or excuse me, uh, the panorama um, expands to three more players. So um, as the NFL uh, preseason continues to um, con go on, um, we are still dealing with this panorama. And until we're able to uh, wrangle this, um, I think we'll see many different teams um, affected, not only just uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but we did see also uh, that Cam Newton was, uh, I'll say, punished by the league for not following a rule, um, although he was following the rules. So um, I don't know how we're going to all comply with the various uh, different masks and uh, boosters and revaccinations and ever-changing F. CDC laws, but uh, we do all need to think about each other's best interests and try um, to uh, remember those who have lost their lives and those on the front lines um, working hard every day um, at the hospitals themselves. But uh, good luck to the NFL um, on their season, um, and hopefully they can abide by the rules, although the rules seem to be changing. <laughs> the rules change every, you know, you need a second, you need a third, all that stuff. But what I will say, yeah, things are very chaotic right now. Um, and we probably touched on this a little bit with virtual malls and things of that nature. So it's going to be interesting to see the sports league take advantage of that virtual experience um, for the average fan. So I think that's something to watch out for this year, especially with the, uh, the, D, the D wave that they're all talking about. Like, can you hear me? You hear? Yeah, with the D wave that yeah, the D wave that they're talking about um, and things of that nature, I do think um, there's going to be a push to go virtual. But we'll see if they have if there are the tools and the actual means to make it a worthwhile experience. Um, because at the end of the day, we all want to be entertained. Gotcha. We all want to be entertained. Um, so, you know, it's up to them to. Kind of roll with the punches whether you know with all the craziness going on i do think the nfl can and all these different leagues can make a better experience for people who are watching at home and it might have accelerated the need for virtual reality which is probably one of our themes throughout our early episodes imagine the fan yeah. at home experience no one imagines seeing fans streamed on the side of a screen in place of actual fans at the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. But you had actual fans across the world in their living rooms on stream, like us today, being streamed into an arena where the players were playing and they were cheering them on and the NBA was able to create an experience, uh, although it wasn't, you know, in person and so um when you think about creating experiences who creates a better experience than kanye west as we anticipate the drop of donda um 
Kanye has been creating experiences in um, Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, and now he has the upcoming experience in Chicago at the Soldier Field. But seems like um, Kanye has uh, been having some fun in the meantime, bullying on Drake, um, picking on the poor, poor old uh, man. So what, have you seen this story? <laughs> So I've been following it uh, loosely in um, some different group chats, haven't been able to nail down what's going on. But, you know, I will say this, Team Ye all the way, uh, you know, don't mess with the Ye God. Drake's out of pocket, and he better watch himself before Kanye sends Pusha T after him again. <laughs> hey, when you always got Pusha T and Saha Prince in your pocket, man, you can – you can get in a uh, a rap battle with anybody because uh, Saha Prince stay locked and loaded. Pusha T always got the bars ready to spit. And so, mm -hmm. um, but you know Drake did drop back to back, um, and we will see what happens, man. I just figured we could touch on a little bit up you down um, after we have given so much information over the last few episodes. Um, on cryptocurrency, want to make sure that we do um, let our audience know that culture is still important to us, um, so, so as music, entertainment, um, and sports. But this is uh, crypto and down, and crypto is our primary focus. Um, it is what we're most interested and passionate about, um, and it's what we're here to share. And so hopefully um, you find these episodes informative um, and educational um, as uh, we are taking time out of our evenings uh, to uh, present this information in a digestible, um, family-friendly manner. Yeah, definitely. Y'all go check us out on Twitter at Crypto and Down. Follow us on our new YouTube channel. Um, What's that? What's that? What's the what's the channel again? Are we crypto and down again there or did they we are crypto and down? We are crypto and down still on YouTube. Um the crypto and down show at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um crypto and down on Twitter. Uh I believe we're crypto and down on Instagram. Um atxcryptoking.com um is the website. Um and we will be back to you again tomorrow night yeah, sure. uh, with some uh, market and uh, cryptocurrency news. Anything else you got out there for the people, Ray? Uh, you know what? I just popped into my head. We've been talking a lot about VR, the metaverse. Yep. So any of our listeners out there, any of our friends, acquaintances from the past, you know, we got to talk to y'all who are now in the VR space. You know, we'll, we'll definitely have to reach out to some of the homies. Yep figure out what they're in and you know bring some people on who are at the forefront of this space not necessarily in the crypto crypto side of it but who are definitely just going to have a big impact on what happens with things we're interested in as the things we're we're interested in will have an impact on them so we'll definitely try to bring more uh more people beginners to crypto non-beginners um just to give you that great entertaining content and hopefully you get something out of it too Absolutely. I think that's a uh, well-made point there, Ray. We definitely want to begin uh, having interviews to present uh, people within our networks uh, that we're interested in um, and 
who we think have unique perspectives um, on some of the topics that we share. Um, you're only as bright as uh, your network and don't look at the person, look at who they know and who they hang around with and you'll likely see um, that person's intellect. And um, I believe that not only uh, Ray's friends, uh, but mine, uh, Brother Asherel, um, have some of the most brilliant people in our audience will definitely like to hear their stories um, and the things that they are doing and uh, the impact that they're making in this world um, in the real life. And if they're also interested in crypto and they are down, they're always welcome on our show. Um, so if you're one of those people who are listening in, uh, please reach out to one of us um, and we will definitely uh, carve a space out for you uh, so that uh, your story can be heard um, as our voices are louder together. And on that note, peace, y'all. Episode seven in the book. Peace out.